back to another special episode of African Experiment Podcast. It's episode 91, and I'm your host, Bruce. And join on the locks on the line. Oh man, goodness, I blew, blew it already. <laughs> join the line by Lux. Lux, how are you now? I am doing just fine. Nice. Nice. So, Lux, do you want to guess what happened to us here in Ontario today? I'm gonna put it in the right wheelhouse. It's Canada in winter. Oh boy. Oh yeah. So we had a snowstorm. Now snowstorms aren't usually things of concern around here because like we all have them, so we like we we get snow tires, we have boots and coats and mitts and stuff. But like and like let's be honest, like we normally get like if thirty centimeters of snow come down, we're like or that's a foot for those of you in the United States. We got a foot of snow. We go, we shrug our shoulders. We get up a little early. We shovel the driveway. We go to work. Okay. Um, <clears throat> today they shut down everything, and by everything they shut down the major highway that connects my town to Ottawa because the plows could not drive safely down the highway uh. because there was visibility was so poor. We had. In Ottawa today at the airport, they had 45 centimeters. So that's like a foot and a half of snow by 2 p.m. today. And it started snowing last night at like midnight. So in the span of a little over 12 hours, 14 hours, they had like a foot and a half of snow and it was still coming down. So we've all been like, like I couldn't even leave my subdivision tonight, to, like today, to get out to like take kids like, anywhere. And I just couldn't do it. There was just so much snow. And I just laughed. Like, what can we say? Like, we've been stuck at home because of, because, because of the, the concern around the Omicron virus, variant of the virus. And so we've had the first two weeks of the school, of the school term uh, back to school after Christmas now um, being virtual. And they said, no, no, you go back on Monday the 17th. And nope, we are not. We had a day at home in the snow. So it's been a wild day. I think I shoveled the snow. I shoveled snow for three and a half hours today, Lux. I went out and shoveled on three occasions, and I sh- and my now my snowbanks. We had very very tiny snowbanks, like almost non-existent. The ground was just covered in a fine crust of snow, and now we are literally buried, and we look like the Himalayas. It is wild. So yeah, yeah that's what happened here. So, how about them cowboys? Yeah. Oh, right. You're not a Cowboys fan. They got punked, didn't they? Yep. Oh, dear. Anybody out there who's a Cowboy fan, I'm sorry. Your team got beat again by those same 49ers that always seem to get your goat. So, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. I know how it feels. I know how it feels, but it always seems to. If there has to be one team, like all my recollections of, of watching the NFL, that seems to come back and bite the Cowboys right in the butt, it always seems to be the 49ers. But anyway. Oh. Anyway. Otherwise, Lux, you good? Yep. What's new and exciting, Shavu? And Not really in a much happening right now. No, just, just, just the usual, huh? Yep. All right. Uh, we're also joined on the line by a special guest tonight. Uh, so, folks, we have Sona joining us from the Lotus Council once again. 
How are you tonight, Sona? I'm doing pretty well, you know, all things considered. Just dealing with pandemic stuff. Yeah, no, I can only imagine. You are, uh, you're, you're in education as well. You're at a higher institution of, of learning, I hope. Uh, so as a result, you have special concerns like your faculty members and your administration being particularly thick-headed, I suppose. But uh, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. Well, I think everyone's everywhere is a mess and it's not getting better. Um, I was reading an article on the weekend how the UK is just going to dispense with all safety protocols and just, like, let it just ravage society. Like, I'm pretty sure, because in, in no small measure, because their own prime minister just has botched it so spectacularly and punted it around um, by having multiple parties and gatherings that are not socially distanced and physically distanced. So, yeah. So the UK may be, it may, you may not be the biggest mess in the world shortly there, my friend. In the United States, it might be um, our friends across the sea. But <laughs> well, we've been letting it rip for a while now. So, <laughs> well, yes, because I, I, I keep a head like, start. <laughs> I keep looking just, just gobsmacked. Like here, the local hockey team, the Ottawa Senators, can't play a game in front of a crowd. There's nobody allowed in the building. And yet, there's, like, pro football games going on with essentially a full stadium, like, down in the States. And I'm like, I don't understand. How is this the same world we live in? But apparently it isn't the same world, so. (laughs) There's a reason why we have the caseload we have. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, It's It's bad. Yes. However, we didn't bring you on to talk about, uh, about the pandemic, although I appreciate your perspective on it, because... You do dabble in this stuff quite extensively, I'm sure. Um, a little bit. Yeah, this is just a skosh. Um, but we brought you on mostly to talk about Brawl. It's been a while since we've had you on to talk Brawl with us, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunately been a longer. But... It's been longer than we'd all like. We, we, we always yeah. enjoy having you on the show, and uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a bit. It's been a hot minute. So uh, glad to have you back on tonight. And um, we would point anybody who likes to talk, like likes to hear about Brawl and enjoys the discussion around Brawl to um, go and find our other shows where we've had Sona on to come and talk all about it because he enjoys playing Brawl. And he's actually the one I would give credit to for convincing me to give it a try because I, I was originally quite down on the format and now I've come around quite extensively on it. So anyway, all right. We have a little housekeeping to do, and then we will get on with the show. So don't forget, folks, if you like what you find here on the Lo- here on the show, you can always find it all of our, our shows every week at thelotuscouncil.com, but there is so much more available there on thelotuscouncil.com than just our podcast. They have uh, YouTube videos that uh, many of them, I think, that Sona has been filming, but uh, they, have a, they sometimes have Wow, Whoa, Whoa um, up on the uh, on the old Twitch stream. Um, usually, that's a little bit tricky for him because he, his work schedule has him working in very remote locations. But when he's home, he will stream uh, every once in a while. But as we say each and every week, folks, the best value in the Magic community that no one is talking about is the Discord. On the lotuscouncil.com so come and check it out and uh find out all the great things the discord has got going on on it if you want to bounce ideas off for that new deck or you want to try and negotiate a trade or if you want to try and just talk about what's going on in the world 
uh, is a great place to do it, or sometimes it's a great place to set up uh, webcam games. So if you like to do that sort of thing, come on in, come check out thelowestcouncil.com and see for yourself. You will not regret it. Uh, also, folks, just a reminder, we are we have our ongoing giveaway for our 90th episode. So last week was episode 90. We are giving away a pack of Time Spiral Remastered. And so stick around to the end of the show to find out how you can be entered to win. All right. We have three segments tonight, gentlemen. We have segment one where we're going to be our, our quick garbage or great. And segment two is going to be our meat and potatoes where we're going to get into some brawl. And then uh, segment three, usually we would brew a list. This is not going to be a brew a list so much as it's going to be more of a, a bit of a deck dump where uh, Sona and I share with you a couple of lists. And we're going to get Luxes on there too. Um, although we're not going to ch chat about it tonight, um, but we will get Lux's list in up on there too. So we've got a bunch of, li of, uh, of lists to try out and let you guys tr experience. Um, so we've got lots to talk about before we get to the end of the show. All right. So are we all ready? Buckled in, Sona, Lux? Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. We're going to start with Garbage or Great. Tonight's card is the interesting one that I found. It comes from Commander Legends. It's Tuya Bearclaw. One red green for a legendary creature, human warrior. She's a two-two, and whenever Tuya Bearclaw attacks, uh, it gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the greatest power among other creatures you control. Um, what do we think? Garbage or secretly great? Lux, do you want to have a cr first crack at it? Or and honestly, like I'm kind of on the fence about this because, and I don't think it's necessarily garbage, but at the same time, it's not necessarily great either. Well, that's well, I, I can appreciate that. I mean, it definitely needs to take, take some work to get this to be something that's going to cause in uh, cause some cause some damage. So uh, there's definitely. Definitely be decks where this is not necessarily going in it right off the hop. Uh, Sona, what do you think? Uh, for this one, it's really context dependent, I think. Mm. I don't know that I would necessarily have this one as a commander. Maybe oh. in another deck. Maybe kind of a surprise swinger, especially if you've dropped down like a crater of something. Oh, just Ooh, pumped all the creatures are done overrun or something like that. And have it trample and then sneak up on somebody and get the damage in. But... Absolutely. Well, I see, okay, I was thinking this sort of deck, this sort of card, um, it goes really nicely in a bunch of different Gruel decks, but I would agree with you. I don't think this card goes in, uh, in as a lead singer. It's not that sort of card. Um, but it goes in really nicely in a bunch of different, um, oh, pardon me, different Gruel commanders. Most notably, and I think you might like might, maybe you perk up here. I think I think when you're ha playing with Helena and Alina um, partners, I think those two like those, that card plus this one, because Helena and Alina just make whatever derpy garbage you have kicking around into just the scariest thing going. But now you have like a two pronged attack. You get whatever something big is like that you've made with your Helena, and you get Tuya. And the way Tuya is uh, like Tuya is worded, you can even dump the counters on her, make her the biggest thing. She gets plus like 
she essentially gets like doubles her power and toughness, and now you just smash. Like, let's imagine you have Helena and Alina, and you put two counters on Tuya because you're playing. You haven't managed to, to pump uh, H and A a little bit yet. So you make her a four four, and then when she attacks, she like she checks. She sees herself as the greatest power among creatures you control. Now it's an eight eight. Like that feels really easy to do, and like that's on curve. Like you play this on three, Helena and Elena on four, dump two counters on it, and you're you're pounding for eight. And uh, I feel like that is as much as that is probably a best case scenario. I don't feel like that's an outrageous best case scenario. To be perfectly blunt, um, and if that's what you're, if that's the sort of deck you want to play. And I feel like there's a number of other sort of gruel commanders that sort of get into that. Like, if you want to go, go like, uh, Xenogod could sort of do the same thing. And then, like, not even like, considering all the, just the big, beefy things you could just slam on the battlefield and just turn them sideways. So, I kind of like Tuya here. I actually, I would agree, I don't think she is a commander. She's not, like, she might be a legendary creature, but she's not a commander. But if you are in a gruel deck that wants to get aggressive and like this is a very efficient way to get a creature that can do a lot of thumping without too much trouble, and really the only hitch here is the fact that you're you the drawback is you need to have a board state. And if you're a, a gruel player, I don't think that feels like a big big ask because you're probably playing enough creatures that you're probably getting to you down and there's something else on the battlefield so that she gets the bonus so i don't i kind of like it i think the card is probably like sneaky good also i'm just going to say this here folks you can sneak it through for some damage with like a rogue's passage or a prowler's helm or an access tunnel i like the access tunnel route because of the way it's templated like you could activate access tunnel then you could declare attackers and because when you activated access tunnel Tuya was met their criteria and now it's not you can like sneak it through people don't play enough access tunnels and uh you can just get them so yeah i like it so i think i think it's i think it's great i like this card this is the sort of card i want to play in my decks i don't think it's particularly asking too much to to make it make it big and scary so i'm in lux if i change your mind And honestly, anything. Yeah, and I kind of agree with you, but I think on this one, I'll just abstain. Okay, you're you're out, I guess. Sona, did I, did I sell you on a Tuya Bear Claw? I mean, like I said, it's conditional. It's, I think it would be good in the 99, but I don't know that as a commander it has enough juice to really work. Oh, no. I, I, I think we're all... I think as a commander, we're, we're all agreeing this card yeah. is not going to... Not gonna, Cut it, cut it. Like, if you think about all the commanders that are that are floating around, and I'm just gonna like pull up the AFR page right now, and like let's read like popular commanders that are from uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. We have Volo, Tiamat, Xanathar, uh, you know Oswald Fiddlebender, Minsk, uh, Kalane, Delene. Like all these produce way more value than Tuya. Tuya is just I'm gonna punch you. But that's not where we're at in today's commander game. Like this would be a great card to teach new players about the game. 
because it's its ability is reasonably simple and it's not going to break the bank. But if you were looking to actually like make it spicy, like I would not, I would shy away from Tuya and put her put her in something like Halana and Alina and see if we can't you know live the dream of four. That's that's my that's where I'm going with this. Oh, so, um, with something like Bard class out and leveled up to level one, it's going to be coming in for you know a mana. Oh, that's that's also sounds appealing. I have to say, uh, the warrior. I don't know if the warrior subtext matters on the creature type. Sometimes there are warriors matters cards that are floating around, which is also interesting. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm I'm rather interested in Tuya in my deck. I don't want her as a commander. So that's my thoughts there. All right. Good talk. All right. Let's move on to segment two. Because that's going to spend most of our spend most of our talk time time tonight. We're gonna to be talking about Brawl and where we sort of where the format stands, because it's gone through some changes since we last saw it. Um so last time we talked there sona there were i think it was must have been right after call time came down so we're talking about essentially a year ago and there's been some changes um we've had a whole lot of new sets which we'll talk about in a bit but we've also had them diddle with some of the formats have they not yeah there's been a, a little bit of changes um historic brawl is Probably one of the biggest changes that used to be a 60 card format and it's now very very different it's essentially a variant of commander 1v1 commander now and it's basically the closest thing you can have to commander on arena yeah it's i'm gonna be honest folks it's pretty cool you if you were listening to episode 89 when we had mike from ddm gaming on he was talking about Historic Brawl and how, it, um, how it's been useful for him. And I've dived in and I have to say I have really enjoyed it the last couple of weeks. So yeah, it's definitely a lot different and it feels very different than playing Standard Brawl, which is still a 60 card format but, and still uses uh, standard legal cards. Um, but your historic brawl has got some pretty wild things that are floating around in it because it's got a lot of the, um, the remasters or not remasters sets or the um, like MCAT. Oh, what do they call those sets? But anyway, but like all those like sort of supplemental sets are now legal. All the old things yeah. that you had floating around. They've also done some things with like I think it's a good spot to drop in the whole idea of alchemy. Where like alchemy being their latest standard variant that they're trying to push, push, push and promote to make it more like Hearthstone. Is that? Am I speaking out of turn if I say that? I don't know that they're trying exactly for Hearthstone, but they're trying to have an online-only format. Yeah, and there here's alchemy. And one of the things they've done is they've made the cards like they've done a lot of online only changes to cards so like for instance goldspan dragon has had an adjustment made to down power it down um there has been a power down on omnath locus of creation i couldn't tell you what it is but it, it's been powered down a little bit um there's asica's chariot has been powered down is it powered down 
Yeah, nerfed. <laughs> I don't think it's really. I mean, it's still a four four, but it doesn't make it's still two. strong. It doesn't but... make two, but it's still it like cruise for two. I feel like that's functionally yeah. not a big difference. And uh, crewing for yeah. two feels like you could crew it with anything. Like any old bear jumps in and drives it, and you have a problem. Um, and then there's some other cards that get added into the into the format uh, at Historic Brawl that are like the online only offerings. So cards like Tireless Angler, which is something that I've enjoyed immensely playing with online. Um, and I know there's like another one like Toral something rather that like whenever it attacks, you put lightning bolts in your deck, and so on and so forth. There's a whole bunch of these things, and they're they're kind of neat, kind of nifty, add some some new uh, juice to the format. Uh, so yeah, there's been a lot of changes. I think, the, but I think you're right. The biggest one has been the move from 60 card to to 100 cards has been absolutely eye opening, and it's pretty neat. And I think I had must have forgotten or not taken it into consideration when I was getting things started because I was not partaking in historic brawl. And now I am because someone said it's 100 cards, and I'm like, oh, right, I'm in. So, yes, it is pretty sweet. Right, so yeah, on the whole, it's, it's, I would say it's, I would say the, the, the format or formats are in a pretty good spot. Correct? Yeah, I mean, they did make it an official format and made it so that it's not a special. Only during this event you can play it, and you can get on there and play it at any time. And a lot of the people like myself that were you know, really huge into Historic Brawl are pretty happy with that change. Ah, yes. Um, now, I'm going to ask you guys both a question, because, like, Sona, you, do you, do you, have you been going into your LGS recently, um, or have you been avoiding it on account of the whole COVID business? I was pre-Omicron. Right. Because one of the places right near me requires masks to be in. Right. And they're pretty strict about enforcing that. But with Omicron, it's just too many cases even with masks, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I get it. And uh, and Lux, you're at a store. So do you see people coming in at your store to play any variant of Brawl? Whether it's Standard Brawl, the Paper Historic Brawl, or... You know, play brawl as, as as a multiplayer thing instead of one v one. Like, are you seeing any of it filter over to the paper side of the of the game? Um, there's been a little bit of paper brawl in my local area, um, and of course with the paper brawl, it's to four players, which is a lot more fun. Yeah, that would be more fun, wouldn't it? And it's definitely very different than what you do on standard because you get that whole politicking thing in. And you don't just play against the deck, you play against the players, and it, it's very a different, di- very much a different dynamic. There was some of that. Um, one of the LGSs near me would do like sealed brawl, where we would basically start out building sealed decks and then add packs with wins and stuff, and then switch over to brawl and, and do that. And that was really fun. Unfortunately, Omicron has really kind of put a damper on things here locally. Well, yeah, Omicron's done a big mess, made a big mess of lots of things, I think. Lux, have you seen any of your store your any of your customers come in asking about brawl offerings at your store? And I've honestly had a couple, but for the most part, they a couple of years ago, they pre-covid, they we tried brawl, but 
like people didn't really seem to enjoy it because of the like there's more limitations than there are in regular commander and like people didn't really care much for that interesting no i i think i think people i think i mean personally i think the people if they remember what brawl was three or four years ago when dominaria landed in 2018 uh Brawl's come a long way since then, and I think, um, you know, what we rec- what we saw at first, and like I remember watching Brawl in the, in the context of like that loaded ready loaded ready run sketch where they were p- playing Brawl at the moon base, and it looked kind of neat. But I c- could imagine, yeah, the response like from the from the community was like, "No, nah, I'm out." But I think if people try it these days, I think people are going to say, "Actually, this is pretty neat." There's a lot of fun things. Historic brawls of gas, um, and uh, I, I would love to see it come to paper personally. Like I think historic brawl is probably the closest to actual like to magic the way I like to play it that I'm going to find because I I can go in in, in length about this in a little bit, but I have a I have some reservations about uh, the direction of commander. Um, as it stands right now, and I feel like I'm proving to have to be more adaptable to the way Commander is moving, or else I'm going to get left behind. And I'm not sure I'm 100% comfortable with the way the format is moving. So, anyway. But that's another discussion entirely. Um, so, any other thoughts on just sort of generally with Brawl overall? It's still pretty popular online. It seems to be, and I, I whenever, have, I, whenever I, yeah, I, I never have a problem finding a match. That's to say, yeah. So, so I was gonna say it's just as quick as standard to find a match. Yeah, maybe faster these days because standard kind of sucks. <laughs> it depends what you're playing. Well, I mean, I, I, last time I played, I got a lot, I got a lot of epiphanies, a lot of epiphanies cast against me, and I didn't fare very well. So, feel like that hasn't changed that much in a while. Yeah, but anyway. It's actually shifted with the Innistrad sets. Oh, yeah? Oh. And there's been a pretty good shift in the meta. There's a lot of spirit decks now. Humans are big. And then there's a lot of werewolves and gruel things going on. Well, good to hear. And, of course, dragons and zombies and all that. So I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I haven't played much Standard in a long time or because I've been... Oh, wait, playing myself some Brawl. Anyway, okay. Um, let's move on to uh, talking generally about the format and move in to talk some, some more, you know, a little more detail about things. So, when we last talked, Lux, uh, sorry, uh, well, Lux and Sona, we sort of came to the conclusion that in when Call Time had dropped, that the Mythics were very much the focus for um, our commanders. And... Um, and really, many of the mythics were so powerful that they didn't really need to create or build in a lot of value engines because you would just sort of get it because of the, your commander being just automatically a big old value engine. Does this still track today? Are we talking about like commanders that are just sort of wildly skewed and generating heaps of value? What do you think? So I think the meta is actually a lot more diverse now. So since Kaltheim, we had two additional sets where they had a whole slew of uncommon commanders. And there's been a lot of rare commanders. 
There's been a few mythics that are, you know, somewhat broken, but it, they look a lot more balanced now. So I think that it's actually in a lot better place where you can play a whole range of things. And honestly, my two go to Brawl decks, one has an uncommon commander and one has a rare commander. So it's you, you don't really need to have to play that mythic anymore. So it's at least kind of leveled out and become more smooth, in my opinion. Right. Makes sense. I mean, I can sort of relate. I, uh, I have been building, when I was building standard decks, standard brawl decks, I was playing around with, uh, with, with Edgar, Charm Groom, uh, and Erith, the, um, oh, the Prophet, the Red Blue, is it, Dick Commander, and uh, sort of play, fooling around with those two until I switched over to Historic Brawl, where I can just do all the crazy things that I like. Uh, so, um, I think in standard, yes, I would agree. I think the, there's still a, there's increasingly a move towards having other varied commanders that you can play. I still think in Historic Brawl, uh, the, there is still, um, what, from what I've observed, and this is just my observation so far in two weeks of playtesting, folks, um, but there's a lot of people who are looking to play um, a lot of, um, a lot of the, the mythics still. Um, that's my experience and I'm no different because, you know, my first three decks have been Koma, Riel, and Zakama. So they're all mythics and headline sets and no small, no small amount. So, um, and I'm looking, you know, here online, like yeah. looking at AFR, like I can imagine very easily that Tiamat is very popular in Brawl because you just go find all the Dagrons and put them in your hand and like, She's cool. Like Tiamat's very cool. Um, Xanath yeah. Xanathar too. Like these are just cards that like people. I've seen Xanathar decks and just winced at how they just play my cards on me, and I just cry. So anyway, Sona. Well, I I, I still think it's even for historic historic brawl, it's a lot more diverse. So there was a time <laughs> that you'd get online and you would play. One of two decks. You would either be playing an Eskia or Golos. Yeah. And yeah. it was to the point where people would were just not playing because it was going to be the same five-color good stuff again and again and again. But more recently, probably since about AFR, it's really shifted. And I'm seeing a lot more diversity... Still, even though people do play a lot of mythics, you can hang with, you know, an uncommon or even a rare commander these days. Sure. We'll talk about my deck deck. That that one's definitely one that's Well yes. Um we can talk it, about it's really powerful. <laughs> talk about Helana and Elena, and I think they're they're a yeah. significantly messed up card. Um, not much doubt. It probably should have been mythic, to be honest. I think I, I could talk about it from like standard, standard brawl, and historic. Yeah, it's now. a it's a bomb. And if, I've been playing if it. people are if people are not aware of this card, it is an absolute bomb, and it requires so little investment. It is almost comical. So anyway, but yeah, so it costs fifty cents here in the U.S. Yes, it's the average price. It's just. It shouldn't be fifty cents. No, it should not. She's she, they they are too good to be fifty cents. So um, yeah, um, 
Lux, do you want to jump in there? Anything you want to add, or are you, or are you just going to like carry on here? I just carry on because in the, I'm not really in the in that much of a brawl and a fan as uh, Sona is. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So now we had also decided that previously, so we had seen Call Time that had they had the ten uh, two colored uncommon cycle from um from all their uncommons um so whether it was maha or agar or um the bird the blue white bird to the you know whatever else they were all pretty pretty interesting but they didn't seem to pack the same punch and i'm wondering do does that is that still the case do the uncommon commanders still lack some punch when it comes to playing brawl whether at historic or in standard um what's been your experience there sona so honestly it depends on the commander so i've i've found out i basically i pulled up the list here for two uh, one from uh strixhaven one from fr and these are probably the two best uncommon commanders that we've seen in a good long while and honestly i think these are really good and can hang. Let me go. So the first of these is Killian. Killian, yeah. duelist for an enchanter deck. It's really good, mm. and it's lifelink menace spells that you cast that target a creature. You target a creature costs two less to cast. Yeah. So not just creatures you control, but creatures. Oh, that's true. And so. so... It's incredibly strong. And honestly, this is one of those ones that you'll be like, eh, it kind of is a rare powered card. Yeah. No, I'm. But at Uncommon, it's good. I do remember playing it frequently um, before the summer, and then EFR came down, and there was some shifting around as to what people like to play. And the, there's a lot of people I saw and still see. I'm jamming Trellisara. Yep, that's the other one. <laughs> ah, okay. So, and you might notice there's something in common with these two commanders. Well, I noticed that they're definitely so. they're two twos, and they get and they, and they scale um, very well into the late game, depending on what you're doing with your deck. So with Killian, you want to target stuff, and it'll he scales he scales very scales very well. And if you gain life with Charlesara, like you do the thing, she gets real big, and yeah, you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, the major thing is a converted mana value. It's two yeah. drops. These are two drops. Yeah. So it means you can get them out early, you can get them out often. Yep. Compared to something like Toxrill, where you have to go and go and go, and then finally you can play Toxrill. Yes, I will talk. I, I have experienced the, the dilemma of having the very expensive commander as your commander in Brawl and can tell you the, the pains and, and trials and tribulations of that because uh, <clears throat> Zakama is exactly that guy. <laughs> I don't think there's a more expensive commander floating around than that. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some other interesting commanders that are uncommon um, that we, we got from some of the other sets. Um, Zamone was interesting from Strixhaven um, because you could play extra lands and draw cards, which is interesting. Um, from AFR, yeah. you get Kalane and Brunor, which are actually reasonably interesting. Um, I'm not convinced that Kaidel 
or Criddle or whatever his name is, Crydell of Baldur's Gate or Gretchen Tichwillow are actually worth much of anything to be talked about. But anyway, what do I know? Um, but certainly Colleen is interesting and Brunor is... Well, if you're going to play standard brawl and you want to play a white red equipment deck, like he's the guy, really. Yeah. And then um, moving on to yeah, there weren't other there were no uncommons in the this falls offerings, were there? Unfortunately, there wasn't, which was yeah one of the disappointments because they had been doing that pretty much since. They did it with Caltime, they did it with Strix, they did it with AFR. It's really nice having a lot of uncommon commanders. Yeah. Options. Now you're, you're getting, they gave us, what, 16 commanders, or 17 commanders in the in Midnight Hunt, and there was, I think, 16 in Crimson Vow. It's 33 commanders, and not a one of them is uncommon. They're all yep. rare or better, which is, you know, an interesting switch, and, you know, and they've given us a lot of, a lot of interesting... Things, but I'm not sure they're all awesome, if you know what I mean. So, um, coming down to it, so the Uncommons pack a little more punch from Strixhaven and AFR. We don't, haven't seen them as much in this, so maybe it doesn't hold the same way it, it did. Now, in, does deck construction still require the the drain on your wild cards there, Sona? Do you find that you end up Thinking a lot of wild cards into brewing new commander or new brawl decks. Uh, yeah, especially if you're going more into historic brawl and haven't been playing a lot on arena, it can be expensive to get into, and you just have to grind with less good stuff until you can get enough wild cards to get the better stuff. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense because I can understand how that person feels when they say, I don't have X, Y, Z card. So I'm having to do sort of replace it with this or the other thing. Um, I will be honest. I, I have found the move to, um, to historic brawl to be a little bit, a little bit easier because I do have some cards or a number of cards from older stats that are legal. And so you, they don't have to go and spend as many wild cards. What I don't have are like the special releases of, you know, when they released the Praetors again and whatever product that was, or in the, because I didn't even know the Praetors were legal until somebody cast an Elish Norn on me, and I'm like, what? That thing is nasty. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's where I I fall down, right? I haven't collected the 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 supplemental stats. I've just been, when I play, I play for free. I'll draft the. The, the most current set or whatever's whatever's draft offering and build my collection through that and so you know a bit of a bit of a in there so to speak so I, but i don't have to have i don't have as quite as many you know sink quite as many wild cards as you might think into new decks because i've got many of the cards that are you know going in the in decks or at least viable alternatives to them All right, um, let's keep going because we're going to talk about mana rocks and how some of the the, the mana rocks help shape and define <laughs> the format. Because uh, just like in Commander, the way you can ramp and how much ramp you have available to you will often dictate what you can and can't play. So um, now this is a bit of a t- a bit of a hot issue because in Standard Brawl, 
the only car, the only two mana mana rock available to us is Arcane Signet. Is that right? Yep. Uh, honestly, Arcane Signet was designed for standard brawl, and I... it's the only one we have. <laughs> so okay, so uh, okay, we're gonna back up two weeks, and we're and I asked Mike the question: if there was one card I would ban in our format in Commander, generally not brawl, but in Commander. What would it be? And I was I answered unequivocally it was Arcane Signet because I don't think the card is is good for magic. Alright? And so today, to this to this day, Arcane Signet figures in how many decks. It was four hundred and thirty at the time four hundred and thirty thousand decks at the time. Today on January the seventeenth, two thousand twenty two, uh, exactly two weeks after that, it figures in four hundred and eighty-nine thousand five hundred and ninety decks. Um so in a week, in like two weeks' time, it's it's added an extra almost sixty thousand decks to its list of stuff. It's, it is appears it appears in fifty four thousand decks. That to me is an issue because I feel like we should be there should be more variety and more options available to the players, and that this is the de facto best two mana rock. Period. Not like in this format or that period. It is the best two mana rock, period. Because there is literally no drawback. You play it and you have it, and your mana is fixed, and you can cast your things, and away you go. And it's just so lazy. Like they just like slapped this card in the format, and they've caused like they've consequently now like. When I'm building standard brawl decks, like I end up having like I often go through my deck, I build my cards, and like okay, there's I have my sixty cards. Oh, I need arcane signet, and so out comes a choice of a card that I really wanted to play, and in goes the arcane signet because I should play it. I should every time. There's no excuse not to, except for I left a cool card out of my deck. So I don't love it. I don't love Arcane Signet, and it really does bother me. Um, I recognize it's there, and I'm probably unlikely to get rid of it, but I don't like it, and I would like to see it disappear. Sona, any thoughts? Yeah. Honestly, again, I'm approaching this from the standpoint of Brawl. Not having something like that in standard Brawl really does hurt the format. So the other card that is... It's really interesting because it hasn't Wizards hasn't come out and officially stated that this is permanently legal in standard brawl. If you look at arena it is stand it is legal. And like a lot of the repositories will have it being as not legal. The other major one is Command Tower. Right. And so this one is in, you know, seventy percent of nearly nine hundred thousand decks on EDH right. track. So it's been about 630,000 decks. Right. And you compare that to something like Soul Ring, where Soul Ring's in 81% yeah. of those decks. So about 731,000. So I don't know that Arcane Signet is as big of a problem as people say. And honestly, in most Commander decks, I don't run it unless I'm running you know, three or more colors. Right. Which it that case it would be something that definitely helps yeah uh, trying 
trying standard brawl without it, it really does slow oh you God, down. Oh. So, I mean, if the Commander's Rule Committee wants to go ahead and ban it, that's, you know, up to them. Or if you want to ban it from your table with Rule Zero or whatever, that's perfectly fine. I don't use it that much in Commander, but for Brawl, the standard Brawl, there's just not anything else. Yeah. So we have this. We don't need any more. One is fine. Well, see, I would... And so I, think, I, I would see that they would, I would happily see them have Arcane Signet vanish and just put something else in. So a two mana rock, like a star compass that comes into play and a tapped, the turn it comes into play. Or even the signets. Because the signets, you play them on turn two, you're unlikely to be able to activate it right away because you don't have the mana for it. So you're not, you're not getting that immediate surge of mana where you could conceivably string it together where you, you know, I don't know what it should cast, but it can tap for mana right away. And I'd kind of be okay if they made standard, yeah. standard Brawl into the format of three mana rocks. Because we're getting, like, one thing I've noticed is that there are no longer three mana rocks played in Commander, folks. Like, if you're playing three mana rocks, it's because you're playing in the old ways. Like, you've gone back to the old times and are playing Boomer Magic. Um, hi, I still play there, but yeah, increasingly people don't play three mana rocks unless they do plus plus. So, like, people I've seen run people run Celestis because Celestis does you know whatever Celestis things do, it draws you cards when it's like you flick from night to day or day to night. Like, like that's a reason to play it, I guess. If your mana rock makes you, makes you draw cards, like you're doing well, right? So. Or you play the stadium, the like Strixhaven Stadium, where you have an alternate wind con stable to it, or, or, or. Sure, like, that is what I'm interested in, in Standard Brawl. And moving away from two-mana rocks, like Arcane Signet, which is admittedly a mistake. They've admitted themselves they shouldn't have made the card, though. Right, Lost? Right, Sona? Mm, the, for Commander, yeah, but not for Brawl. That's the thing that people keep forgetting in this conversation, is it was never designed for Commander. Yeah. I do love that they're putting it in all the decks now, because that makes it uh, really cheap. Yeah. And before it was like, you know, 10, 15 bucks, which was ridiculous. Yeah. And people were just buying up all of the Brawl precons just to get it. But as far yeah. as Brawl goes, there's nothing else like this in the standard. Okay. Climate. And they would never put print a two-mana rock into regular standard because it would skew the format and, and kind of mess things sure. up. But having it as a one-of and standard brawl, I, I think it, it's okay. And honestly, I know people say, oh, well, I don't play three-mana rocks. But pretty much most of the three-mana rocks, they have an upside. So if I'm playing a monocolor deck, I always put in Heraldic Banner. Yeah. Because it's just good. If I'm playing in a color where there's not a lot of card draw options, I'll do the lockets yep. in order to make sure that I can draw as needed. Um, two stones as well. It just depends on, on the deck that I'm building. And I think a lot of it is just pace is picking up for the format and people are playing faster and faster and I think some of that has to do with 
power creep because of the pandemic. Yeah. Because it basically switched it from being a local thing to a global thing, and everyone is now competing globally, and they're trying to go faster and faster. And yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, there's ways that you can handle it, and honestly, if people don't want to play that way, they can go a little bit slower, and, and it just has to do with having that discussion beforehand and, and what you're expecting to play. Right, yeah. Now, no, for sure. I wouldn't agree with printing another one of these <laughs> for Brawl. Brawl doesn't need another one. It's got see, the I'm, one. It, I'd be prepared to see like Arcade it rotate out and they do something like give us like a Mind Stone or like a Cold Steel Heart or something like that. Like like something different as a different offering instead of an Arcane Signet. And but anyway, I don't I don't think Arcane Signet is going anywhere. I think Wizards is now committed to this line of creation so arcane student is the yeah. way it goes um go ahead well, it's it's honestly in my opinion a lot more fair than some of the previous options that they had in brawl like mox amber where well zero cost is is just broken mox amber is pretty busted uh there's no doubt about it um it yeah. fits into our, it's our discussion for historic brawl where we got you know some some pretty good two mana rocks or two mana rocks or less we have a mind stone Steel Heart, and you have Liquid Metal Torque, and of course, you can't forget uh, Mox Amber there as a zero mech casting free, free art rock. Just, just good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's broken. You just need the legendaries and a way to get your commander out so you can utilize it. Not hard. Not hard to do. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe... One way they could change Arcane Signet is make it so Commander you control, yeah. slow it down yeah. quite a bit. Or just have it come into play and, like tapped. I mean, I'd be okay with that too. Like, just make it come into play tapped. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd slow it down a little bit. But... Oh, uh, I don't, yeah, it's still a very good card. Like, don't get me wrong, but I'd be yeah. pretty okay with like it coming down on you know turn five and being tapped right away, so they can't double spell off of it. So. Particularly you know, in a one-on-one format where the ability to cast two spells in a turn early is very impactful. So I'd be, you know, if it came into play tapped, that might be just enough of a of a of a of an impediment that people back it out a little bit out of their decks. So, all right, um, let us move on to discuss slightly something in discussions around the meta game, and I put some hyperlinks here and just to try to capture the idea of what is prevalent in the metagame and essentially there's no way of knowing what the metagame for either regular brawl or historic brawl is am i correct yeah basically the metagame is based off of aggregation of what decks are put online into the different repositories you have for for decks like deck stats yeah, or yeah boxfield uh, or yeah, whatever they, they, yeah, they, see scrap, that. they scrape, you know, tapped out, whatever, like Archidec, whatever, for all these, and, and find and compile. And, like, to me, that doesn't really, isn't really emblematic of the metagame because it doesn't tell you what the best decks are. Like, mm -hmm. sure, you can extrapolate from the data that if the top deck is appearing very prominently, is like it should be the most powerful deck, except it may not always be the case. Like, like... Um, no. If I pick this link here from 
MPG Gold. So, what they telling me, and I'm like, really? Like, that's like, it's a good card, fun deck, but is it really? I don't know. Luris the Dream Den. Okay, I get Luris. Luris is very good. I can buy that one. Number three is Agar the Freezing. Have you seen a lot of Agar decks in the Historic Brawl? I really yeah. haven't. Um, I've seen maybe one Yarrick deck. I've seen like First Sliver and, and Winota and Moldrata yeah. and things yeah, like that. I've seen all those too, for sure. It, it's... Yeah, the other thing is they're saying the meta and the percentage, and it's like less than five yeah, percent. Well, that's and then if you look at the number of decks that is, it's like for Yarrick, it's yeah, five. So I mean, they're so saying... you look at your at your sample size, you're like, wait a second. So essentially, we're coming down that's... to there really is no meta. No. <laughs> so you're it's like literally the wild west of playing cards. You have no idea what you're gonna see. You could, you could be anything. And that's fun. That's cool. But it's uh, it's a little bit hard if you're planning to try and like uh, just p plan to p how you're going to address the meta game. Like, I guess at this point now you just have to encounter enough decks and get smoked by a few things that you know. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, one of my decks is is Zakama. I know Zakama folds pretty quick to like mono red Krenko lists. Like, no time flat. Like, Krenko just, just mops me, mops the floor with me. Um, but decks that want to dirtle and, and fool around, like, I'm quite prepared to let you dirtle and foodle, fool around because I know if I can stick as a comma, I'll make up all the difference that, you know, I was, you know, I had. So, anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very much like how Commander was before fire design really took off and got going. Well, and then also, it's a lack back. of an aggregating site the way that EDH Rec aggregates it for us. Like, like EDH Rec is, yeah. a is a super powerful tool. And let's be honest, every Commander player is probably familiar with it. If you're entrenched enough and you know what EDH Rec is, like, you know. Like, you know what it does. There are, there are no MPG Brawl aggregators in any sort you know shape or form so it's a bit of an issue to say the least particularly if you're like looking to you know target or have answers against some of the most common decks like if you're building a, a deck you can't pack a silver bullet for every every sort of deck but you probably could address it like if you knew the top five let's say put something for the top five commanders in there you have an answer but anyway what do i know <laughs> um it definitely it definitely would be good to have an aggregate site for that um i wouldn't be surprised if the was going to be doing that at some point because they did add in an oathbreaker yeah which is um i have to go find it but yeah, you could find an Oathbreaker community with tied to EDH Rack, and maybe maybe the day comes when they go and start digging up brawl decks, but they haven't done it yet. 
and goldfish and everything else are sadly inac inaccurate. So. All right. Um, but yeah, we, so the problem is we don't really know what the meta is. Right. So now, do you personally, do you use your experience playing Brawl as a way to test for Commander generally? Uh, yeah, it is a good way to test for synergy and interactions between cards. Then you can find similar cards that are in the commander format and basically just kind of spiral. Yeah. So I will talk about this when I talk about my deck, but I'm actually looking at Helena and Elena as a CEDH deck. And it's based off of testing and brawl and historic brawl and what I'm doing there kind of scaling it up in power right and we're you know i've similarly looked at real and i feel similarly where i've my experience playing real in brawl has made me want to build a real deck um or Erith. like i've brewed an Erith. <coughs> pardon me Erith deck um here on the show and i think Erith in Erith or real are in the same vein of like turbo card draw and Consequently, like there's a, some sort of appeal there, and like I want to extend either one of those into, you know, the you know hunter to true hunter card format. So, um, do you find there's any drawbacks to playing brawl? Is like is the card pool legality an issue? Is it weird? Is the lack of a ladder weird? Um, and so there's no way of gauging if you're if you're any good at this. Like, what do you think? I mean, a ladder would be nice, so that as you're grinding, you can get like the gems and and coins and stuff. Oh, do you think? You think the that, that, that would be? I think the ladder would breed degeneracy. Let's go ask like the devil's advocate here. Like, like I'm like you. I think a ladder would be cool. Um, and I think it'd be cool if it had it such that like it was very clear, you can climb the ladder to to accrue value and prizes, but you can't. There's no pro tour or equivalent. Oh yeah, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't want something like that. Just something to get, like, you know, the rank, and then at the end of the season, get the rewards for getting yeah. that rank. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. That would that would be a way to be able to actually aggregate out some of the meta and figure out what's going on. I have a suspicion it'll still be pretty diverse. Yeah, no. So I mean, I found that the some of the like, the the changes to the new format in terms of drawbacks, like. The alchemy cards, particularly the new and online only offerings, are a little bit weird um, because mm. they operate in a different way than I've ever come to expect. Like, do, what do you? Th what are your thoughts there? Uh, I'm not as much of a fan of of the online only cards because I do like to play in paper yeah. still. I, I'm just a paper boomer, so yeah can ignore me no, on I'm not that. Going to ignore you but no i hear your point it it does make it very hard if you're using brawl and especially historic brawl as like a commander testing ground yeah to be able to look at interactions between cards and things and you're like oh yeah this stole of our one i'm able to draft like lightning bolts and really cool stuff then it's not in paper <laughs> not a way to handle you are, paper you're right because, exactly. Oh, doesn't have the sideboard. Yeah, that you can, how do you how do you slide you in? Use... You know, four 
lightning bolts, yeah. No, that'd be pretty problematic for sure. Uh, are there any real benefits to this to this particular game? Uh, it does open up the doors for a lot of jank, and you're able to do a lot of things that necessarily you wouldn't be able to in standard. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense, or Pioneer or Modern, because, you know, you build for the most competitive, and you're building these decks and trying to do these things, and really, there's a much narrower yeah. meta. I mean, you could come up with different flavors on things, like... I've been playing a lot of modern lately, and one of the weird things that I'm doing is turning Amulet Titan into a mill crab deck. Whoa. Which people don't no. expect. <laughs> but I mean, if, if you've got Primeval Titan and you're dropping two lands each time the, the Titan attacks, and you know, you've got a playset of each of the mill crabs, the Hedron Crab and, Ruin, and Ruin Crab. Uh, um, and Ruin Crab, yep. You're basically milling them out before they can really. Yeah, you are definitely making and... a mess of their <laughs> of their stuff. Yeah, and I do like to do weird things like that. And and honestly, with brawl, it's a lot easier to do the weird things. I don't know how well my amulet titan mill crab is going <laughs> to do <laughs> in the format. I mean, there is a pretty robust uh, modern yeah. pool here. Um, one of the LGSs near me had a tournament last weekend, and they filled up all the spots at 64. Wow. And there's a couple of large LGSs that will run similar-sized wow. tournaments cool. constantly. So there's a pretty big player base for it locally. I don't know how well it would do. Uh, basically, Char Belcher was uh, the yes. deck. Oh, Char Belcher. Everyone um, loves a deck that and, just doesn't play lands and cheats. Fundamentally, I mean, sorry. <laughs> it does play lands, but all MDFC. Anyway. Yeah, it, it it just sneakily yeah, plays the yeah, lands. I, I, I'm reasonably familiar. And, um, and disclosure, I do have a Char Belcher yeah, deck. Of course you do. Of course put you together. Do. No, I'm uh, <laughs> I you know seem to have have considered this, and I'm like, I don't have a huge. I don't like have a huge like view on for the benefits i mean apart from i think from the teaching standpoint which i've talked about before i think the teaching standpoint is good i just suppose like yeah i don't know like it's it's just something different i like i, I like the 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 appeal of of the of the singleton format myself personally so anyway yeah yeah i'm a huge fan of of singleton too whether it be uh standard brawl historic brawl yeah. oathbreaker uh, Can't lander. They're all cool. fun, in my opinion. So, um, let's go on and move on to our lists. We have, so we have a couple of lists to share. Like, let's let's just share one. Um, let's one you want to go through for for me there there. So now, let you pick. You want to talk? Want to talk about Zakama? All right, Zakama. Let's talk about. Oh, the dinosaur is so good. Okay, so I have Zakama Primal Calamity, and I built it as a joke. All right. I built it because my children wanted me to build it. And they said, Daddy, 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 what's the biggest dinosaur you can build? And I'm like, well, it doesn't get much bigger than this guy. So, Zakama, it is. Uh, now, the best part about the dinosaur, the dinosaur doesn't actually care if there's other dinosaurs in your deck, which is different than Gishath. 
Because right? Gishath is legal too, I believe, because it was an Ixalan. Um, but Zakama doesn't care. And so there's not a lot of dinosaurs in my deck, which is fine. It's just a ramp deck now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a ramp and, and deck that I'm looking to draw cards. Um, and if you look, most of the things I have in the deck list are either making mana, finding me more mana, or um, or are just like the threats that you want to use to terrorize your opponents. So, um, you know, some of the things that are in here to terrorize people, uh, you obviously have the Zakama in your in your command zone, which is terrifying. But a Goldfin Dragon, which is the, now the edited um, the edited art alchemy version. You get things like um, Elish Norn, because that's just among the most fun things ever to do. <laughs> um, you get, uh, oh yeah, Vorinclex, both Vorinclexes, Vorinclex Voice of Hunger and Vorinclex Monsters Raider, which are hilarious. Um, I had forgotten how much fun, I. so I'll be honest, like the Vorinclex Monsters Raider, I almost cut, and then... I played a match where I had an opponent who was playing a counters deck, and I played Vorglex and protected it, and they, and they scooped. The next game, I went to go and, and play again, and this particular time, what happened? Oh. Oh, yes. So Vorglex, um gobbled up the, 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 the counters deck, and while I was at it, made me made me get like double up my replicating ring counters so i got eight rings so i could recast my dragon my dinosaur at will it was just the most guilty pleasure ever um yeah so anyway yeah uh the deck is like bombs and or big dinosaurs and then mana mana ramping things so um, yeah. It is good fun. I have to say, the number of people who do not want to face down Zakama is like all the time. So, yeah. So, so the one thing that I see that would make this deck even more fun: Terror of the Peaks. How did I not put that in? Oh, yeah. oh. It, it it's just you know you drop mm. down. Your Galta, and you know, you've got Terror of the Peaks out, and you also got a Torbrand out. Someone's and... eating a lot of damage. Suddenly, you're you're doing a little bit of damage what am to somebody. I taking out to put in that? Oh Jesus! Oh, that that's the hard part is trying yeah. to figure that out. I think it's um, Urza's Rage. I'm taking Urza's Rage out. I'm putting in Terror of the Peaks. Yeah, that would probably be the but one. It's not a good card this deck. But Terry is outstandingly good. So yeah, okay, done. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Other than that, this looks like fun, and people would expect Zakama to be dinosaurs and stuff. And I have no interest in playing dinosaurs. I have got. You're I've got. Not, you're, I've got <laughs> you got a couple. I've got the big ones. The I've got ones. I've got. Um, I have a um, Galta. I have an Atali. Those yep. are the big ones. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's all the only dinosaurs I want. Everything else is just just things to try and shore up other things. Um, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. 
it's been working out pretty well for me. I have a pretty good win percentage, um, you know, probably north of 55%, maybe 60% with with Zakama, which seems higher than it probably should be because of, you know, mm -hmm. higher than I should have, frankly. But anyway. All right. Well, you got lots of rap yeah, in there, and, so. Yeah, and every once in a while, like, I can get, like, a Zakama out turn six, and then that happens, people, like, just scoop because they just... They just know they're getting gobbled up. Um, I bet I, the most enjoyable one was the uh, Oswald Fiddlebender deck I played, where they're playing like mono white artifacts, and you just like, yeah, I got to stick my Zakama and then just eat everything he had on the board. It was just the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see what you got here. Let's see. Let's see your. Um, Let's see your standard deck we have here, which is, again, Helena and Alina. We're not going to try and sugarcoat it here. But what you doing with this? Uh, basically, what I've named the deck is Hasty Gruel, and there's a reason for this. So I really have to give a shout-out to Power Dragon. They're, if you're not familiar with who that is, they're a creator that does a lot of standard stuff. And they pointed out he pointed out this interaction between Helana and Elena and Reckless Stormseeker. Where depending on how things are getting triggered, you're using Reckless Stormseeker to give plus one to Helana and Elena, and then you're putting right, three counters yeah. on something. Versus the two. Right. And basically I had built a mm -hmm. standard deck yep. that's actually competitive, played in a store right. championship and came in third. So basically my big mistake is I didn't have enough removal for like Ooh, one more yeah, tokens, okay. which I've tossed in and the festivities specifically right. to do that basically tears these human token yeah. decks apart because it's one red mana to deal one damage to each opponent and all their creatures and planeswalkers. Ooh. And it's, essentially a board wipe sure in that is. case. Sure is. And so I've taken what I've learned from that and incorporated into a, a brawl deck and the idea with this is to try and get Lana and Elena out as quickly as possible. Which seems good. And yeah, and so I've got things in there like Cemetery Prowler, yeah. which is a really strong card. And it really it likes to clear the graveyards, which is great against spirits. But basically, when I played four of in my deck in the tournament, this basically just barreled through all the spirit right. decks. There's nothing they could do because they couldn't disturb it because right. their yard was clear. Oh, then I also have I also have Bard class, which is a really great one. Level two. I mean, level one is really good for Helana and Elena because it gives it a plus one, plus one mm. counter when it enters. The level two, it reduces the cost by yeah. rule. Which then makes Helana and Elena cost two. And if you've exiled something with Cemetery Prowler, it's just one. You can kind Absolutely. of see where this is going. Absolutely. And so it basically just tries to get it out as quickly as possible. And pump things up and be able to drop big creatures using Halpack Piper for just two and 
and give him haste with Helena and Elena. So some so dropping old Nabone, old for Nob- example, oh, for <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and giving it, you know, two or three counters or however many yeah. counters it's going to get, and then just attack in and get all those treasures. With this, I can cons- consistently get around turn four Oof. or five kills. Oof. So this is incredibly fast for Brawl. And I don't know if we want to talk about the historic Brawl well, list. I think a lot of people have a check it out. In the, but it's, yeah, it's more, the more same, of the same. It just goes faster. And, <laughs> yeah. At a larger yeah. scale. So, no, it yeah. looks like a looks like a lot of fun, and I think people, if they haven't heard enough about Helena and Alina, like I think you and I are both talking it up pretty good. So, um, Lux, yeah. what are your thoughts here? Would you would you be uh, would you be looking to try one of these decks? And I honestly would. Well, you had to pick. What would you take? Because here's here's what I think. All right, I think you're not that interested in my real deck here. I've got here, which. I will be honest, folks, is uh, a, a modified list that from what Mike DDM uh, Gaming was playing uh, when he was on the show two weeks ago. So this is a modified list to sort of suit me. Um, it took me some learning to figure out what that is. But, um, yeah, so we, I can imagine Lux not being overly interested in the real list. So the Kama or some Halana or Alina or there's something else that interests you. Lux? Well, and I might try Zakama because. Yeah, man. I knew it. That's the one. That... Yeah, because, like. Because uh, the giant dino. Yeah. Well, that and tonight, uh, it's familiar territory, too. Well, yes. Uh, big old Naya. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think I think you would like the Zakama list. So I think you would that'd be something you would enjoy playing for sure. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. That was a good talk. Alright. Um, but it's getting late. We've talked for a long time again there, folks. We should probably be moving to let people go on their way. So um let's move to wrap this up. Um Obviously, folks, if you liked what you heard tonight and you want to get involved in our giveaway, uh, it's pretty simple to get involved in our giveaway. So when the show goes live, and I post it every day of the week, all you got to do is like the show, retweet the show, and include the hashtag, hashtag EpicEXPCast. And that gets your name entered into our draw so we can find you and we can make sure that you get the, the cards and all that stuff so if you want to win be entered to win the pack of time spiral remasters which is a very cool set folks and it was people didn't get to open as much as they wanted because of uh, of uh, supply issues so come and uh, get involved and get, get a chance to win it by liking the show retweeting the show and then including the hashtag epic exp cast all right, um, so that's just going to bring this week's show to a wrap. Uh, I want to first out, reach out to someone and say thank you very much for joining us on the show this week. Uh, if people were interested in getting hold of you and talking to you about Brawl or something else to do on the Lotus Council, how would they do so? So I'm on Twitter, uh, handle Biansona. You can also find me in the Discord. There, you know, pretty regularly. 
So those are going to be the best two ways to Absolutely. get a hold of me. Um, if you enjoy listening to us and you want to ask us some questions, you are always welcome to email us. Our email address is theepicexperimentpodcast at gmail.com. The link is in the show notes down below, so feel free to go and check it out. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at epicexpcast. Um, that is the easiest, the probably the fastest way to get a hold of us. And uh, so send us messages, and we'll try our best to answer to you. Um, if uh, you like our decks, you can check all of our decks out on moxfield.com. Please look up the username, the Epic Experiment Podcast, all one word. Uh, you can find all the decks from, the, from this week's show, last week's show, and any other show that we've made, where there's a deck list. It's all there. Uh, as always, if you like what you hear, or you want to leave a question or a comment, like, follow, subscribe, whatever, every little bit helps get the word out there that we are out here and we're talking commander with you each and every week we'd love to hear from our audience uh people from all over the united states canada uh europe where india uh, australia wherever you happen to live we'd love to hear from you uh so please uh send us a little something something let you know if you like what you hear and uh, if you want more of it all right uh next week uh we're going to be moving on we're I think next week we're going to be actually pulling back a review of an old set um, which I think we did, oh, was it War of the Spark last time? I think it was War of the Spark. But anyway, so we'll, we'll be going back to 2018 and finding a set to review together as a group. With that said, everybody, thanks very much for joining us here on the Epic Experiment Podcast. This is the, the Epic Experiment Podcast signing off, wishing you all the best wherever you next play Magic. Take care, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks for